you reflect and define this concept or term spatial awareness? How is it featured in your life? I think spatial awareness is really being deeply connected to yourself spatially, so to be able to kind of navigate your internal landscape. To also be centered and know where your ground is and you know where you're moving from to be connected to your body so if you're always you know, if you're always in your head of course you're going to be unspatially aware because you're not really in your bodies I sometimes wonder how people cope not having a relationship to their body maybe not being aware that they're slouching all day or little ticks and habits that we all have. Are people aware of them? I wonder about this. What does that do to us in your view? What changes when we are aware of it? Well, I think it creates dis-ease. Anything that is left unattended to will just develop and cultivate and then it will still reside in your body if you hold it. I mean obviously any awareness to how you're feeling and the safe expression of your feelings is going to allow for freedom and that's what I think movement, not movement alone but movement is a big part of that process where we get to look at ourselves, check in daily, see how we're doing, or just observe. And then release through the movement. Yeah, to to acknowledge and to to own it, I guess, yeah. I think special awareness is kind of about presence, coming back to presence again and um, being conscious, being yeah, being mindful, being mindful of your environment. You seem to be making a link between body awareness and spatial awareness. Yeah, well, I guess we're, we're kind of like a microcosm of the macrocosm. If I can take responsibility for myself here and I'm connected to myself, then I'm also aware of... So if I'm, yeah, if I start with the awareness within myself, then I can be aware of the space around me and then I guess the ripple effects are bigger and bigger and then potentially of the room that we're in, the space that we share together, this you know, interpersonal space, and then the space of Sydney as a city of Australia, as a country of, you know, of the world, like, yeah. Mm. We are, at least kind of in terms of the lifestyles that myself and my friends lead, and I, I think many people, we're, we are so disembodied. We spend most of our days in our heads, or just sitting on a chair without physicality. And so in that respect, dance is important now because it represents one of the things that we can do to release, to have that freedom. Whereas in other cultures or in other times, we'd have that physical connection with our bodies more regularly. These days, no, I think we really do need it even more so now. I remember reading an article that said the biggest downfall of human society was the invention of shoes. 
We have lost our direct connection with Mother Earth. We have lost our direct connection with feeling who we are. What's underneath our feet? What's underneath our feet? Mother Earth is living and breathing. If she's living and breathing and she's emitting energy and I'm dancing and honouring everything she does for us to sustain us, then really I'm feeling her from the soles of my feet coming right up to the top of my head. And that was actually the only thing that I missed in that experience, dancing with you and dancing with other people in circle and coming to this harmony of movement and, and those beautiful rhythms around us. But I miss the fact that we are not on the grass. We Well, I was barefoot. Yeah. But still, there was this barrier between me and the earth. And you were talking about Mother Earth and connecting to her. And then I just felt there is this thing that blocks that full connection. Yeah, absolutely. Full. Absolutely. There is that barrier. The Yabun Festival here in, here in Sydney. So I don't see any of the indigenous Australians dancing up on a stage. They create a sand circle. Why? Because they need to maintain that connection and that relationship. It's been forgotten in our modern day dancing. But what about, yeah, tell me a bit about this project with chairs, which exists only on Instagram as far as I'm aware. So you're using Instagram as kind of a gallery space. Yeah. At the moment, I'm calling them assembly of arenas. And I started doing these maybe two years ago, just playing around. And it stemmed from this idea of wanting to create models or articulate the spatial relationships between performance areas and audience areas. So my first setup of these little model chairs, um, which I made, start off with your conventional theatrical setup. So an amphitheater, seating arrangement, in the round arrangement, so sitting around the stage, an end on theatre space so just sort of cycling through these and then it's just become a little I probably think of them as sketches still at this stage it's just something about the emptiness of these spaces that they were just chairs started creating this sense of something ominous or a kind of darkness in the way that we anticipate how we're going to control people in a space. Not that there's dark intentions with doing that, in fact it's probably more to keep people safe and to organise people, but it just got me thinking a lot more about how we do create these structures for ourselves to exist within and what is the balance between creating a space of safety and a space of control. I think theatres and black boxes have very specific connotations and an audience as soon as they go in and they sit down and there's all the conventions and the structures, there's already so much that's these habituated patterns of being and modes of seeing and very specific lenses. So I think taking the audience outside of that can offer something new and 
perhaps be a disruption or allow something else to emerge. I'm pretty interested in these ideas of structure and freedom and frantic assembly, so this, uh, this idea of you know, limitations breed creativities. And I guess site-specific performance I'm really interested in because I guess that's perhaps the structure or the context and then the improvisation is very much responding sometimes with mapped choreographic moments or sometimes completely free but there's usually scores that we're playing with. When we spoke about improvisation and the space for improvisation in traditional dance you mentioned geometry can you tell me a bit about significance and what kind of geometry you had in mind? Yeah, again a lot of the choreography is based around natural elements that were around the people. So a spinning wheel for example or a water wheel, um, the dancers will hold all hold hands in the centre facing outways and make the shape of, of that spinning wheel. A lot of the embroideries that exist in the Balkans are all geometric shapes. It's not very usual that you're going to see a nice perfect circle. It's squares, it's diamonds, it's complex star shapes. There, there's flowers incorporated in it because there's our connection to nature and what we see around us and what we, what we feel around us. So that's brought out into the choreography. Where's the significance? The significance is sacred geometry has its own resonance and its own vibration as well. Combine that with the instruments, combine that with choreography and shapes you are making while you are dancing, and you've got a whole picture of energy work happening. Why are people happy when, when they're dancing? Because you're in absolute harmony with, with everything. Next time you dance, have a look around you and the green on trees looks greener. Um, you know, you can feel various vibrations and, and energies working around you. Another thing that you refer to briefly there is wanting to be in touch and connection to the elements such as earth and sand and water. You're addressing their responsiveness to space, being aware of the space. Mm. What does this concept spatial awareness mean to you? I guess that's a very big question. <laughs> so if I think of space that I like to use personally, I think of the floor. I'm very connected to a floor and moving from a grounded space. Space in general, well, it's variable and it's changing all the time. That influences us every day. If we get up and we go to the beach first thing in the morning and then we come back home and begin our day, we have a sense of expansion. We have a sense of replenishing energy from the ocean. But I think space is changing because of our use of electronic devices and that's taking responsibility or enabling people to be less responsible for their own awareness of their kinesthetic space, 
which then bleeds obviously into the awareness of other people's space. It's definitely a generational thing. Young people have no concept of spatial awareness, I think, because of telephones and they've just been brought up in a virtual world. They just don't realise they're standing in the middle of a doorway while texting or walking with their head down or just shouting loudly standing next to someone. They just have no concept of space. They're in virtual worlds since birth and just have lost his sense. It would definitely have an effect because the way that we experience space is wholly connected to frameworks. And I guess when we're looking at screens and things, I mean, that's a very contained framework. Everything is contained within your screen. And it is pretty amazing how focused we can be on one particular area and not notice anything in our peripheries at all. So I wonder if that has affected peripheral vision and this sense of even just moving your eyes around. I think that we started to live much more in our heads than other parts of the body and all the senses are they are here just to you know help us to get our brain from one point to another point or from one space to another space but we don't use the senses at all for anything else. And I think it's horrible. Yeah, we are losing the connection with the with the world, like generally, with the nature. Especially now when we all live very much in a digital world, you know. Even more, we are losing the, this connection with what's outside. As you were talking about the indigenous people who understood the you know the forest in Australia and how to treat them how to prevent the fires like this. I think that this is exactly what's happening. You know, we lost this uh, wisdom, which was built on a connection with nature, how we understood the nature and we replaced it with the new technologies and all these, you know, inventions. And it's pretty much scary, I think, because we are losing something very, very important. The most precious thing, the relationship with our mother. That happened through the loss of relationship with our own bodies. Because if we don't care about our own bodies, and if we don't have a capacity to hear our own bodies, then we can't hear the body, the greater body of the mother nature within which we live. You are absolutely right. And I didn't think about it like this, actually. I didn't start with the body, obviously, because I have this problem myself. So I didn't think about it. And it's totally true, I think. If you are not able to take care of our temples, how can we take care of the temple of the nature and all the environment around us? And the more time you spend in cities, in our automated society where everything's being done for us, you lose your sense of direction, you lose your, you know, oh, where are we going to go? I'll just look at my phone and look at the map. I don't, you know, what did we do before that? We remember. You look at the street directory once and you remember. 
how to go 50 kilometers away with 20 street turns. You just remember it. Now it's like you check, you have to check the phone every every three days to make sure you're going the right direction. It's with this. We would also in the past allow for the potential of getting lost on our way yeah. to something, which is actually a beautiful thing. This allowing for the time to get lost. That's true. Not needing to reach the destination as quickly as we now want to reach. It's with everything, it's with finding answers to questions. Everything needs to happen instantaneously. Well, in the past, even communication, you know, sending a letter to someone or... Mm. And the same with reaching a destination spatially. I think dance is the practice of relationships. The relationship with ourselves, the relationship between myself and the other dancer, it's the relationship with the ensemble. It's also the practice of, you know, of getting out of the way of ourselves to get outside of our habits or our patterns, to notice, to discover. Is it connected to trust then? Yeah, I, I think dance is deeply connected to listening. Perhaps there's a relationship between trust and listening. So we kind of create space and we listen and I guess there is a trusting of what we're hearing. In talking to another dancer, one thing that she said is that for her, dance is the space to practice being in the unknown. I think, I mean, dance can be many, many things, but for me, the practice of dance is an emergent process. It's a process of following a moment by moment presence. And you know, that doesn't always happen and you know, often you can get into your head or you know, it's not always that. But I think when you're when you really feel deeply connected and really in kind of this state of flow, your body doesn't need to know the end result. It's our minds that need to know the end result. It's our minds that need to know a narrative or a story or to make sense of things. Our bodies are quite happy just to be in this unfolding, emergent, unfurling presence. I think there's an incredible freedom in that because that's actually our natural state. But our world doesn't work like that. So the practice of dancing in that way feels like a returning home. When we can actually be in that state of the unknown, it's incredibly liberating and freeing and pleasurable and joyful and expressive and emotions might arise, real silliness can arise, like being quite strange can arise, can be quite dark. When we're in that state, it can be everything without the limitations of, you know, what it is to be human or what we should be or what it is to be normal clever or successful yeah all of those layers are kind of taken away and then we're just left in this pure state of essence of being <laughs>